Hello, welcome to Montessori Minute. My name is Melissa McElhill and we're looking at The Absorbent Mind, Chapter 11, How Language Calls to the Child. We've got some main points, some quotations and a summary of the chapter. So let's get started. Areas of nerve cells or centres are separated in terms of reception and production of language. And this is the same for the physical apparatus as well. So we've got the receptive part of the brain, which is concerned with hearing, and the ear. And then we've got the area of the brain that's concerned with production, plus the nose, throat and mouth. The production part forms later, arguably because the child listens to language, and it's the listening that fires up the neurons in the brain and gets the child making the movements of speech. These mechanisms are ready to go from birth and Montessori deduces that the child must be born with a sensitivity to language because these are the sounds he seeks to reproduce, as though protected from the cacophony of other sounds. His journey begins while unconscious, in key stages, and carries on as the child gets older and makes rapid progress from three years old to six years old. So the main points, the first main point that we just touched on is that Maria Montessori argues that it seems as though the child's mind and physical machinery has been designed with the acquisition of language in mind. So if you look at things like the design of the ear, the child's response to the voice, it certainly implies that, you know, somebody made it so. The second point is that Maria Montessori outlines uh, the production of language in key stages, right? So between two and six months old, the child produces syllables, uh, syllabic sounds, you know, like oo, ah, e, and sometimes with consonants. So things like ga, du, ma. At one year old, the child starts to intentionally say words, right? They might be babbling, but the babbling has intention. And at one and a half years old, the child realises that each thing has its own name and he starts to want to master language. Between one and 2.5 years old, sorry, two and a half years old, the child starts to speak, you know, just starts to generally use nouns, phrases, grammar and syntax. And then between three and six years old, the child makes rapid progress as they acquire more vocabulary, you know, at an exponential rate and start to perfect their sentence structure. And so, you know, by six years old, you've got a, a child who has acquired language in its entirety and is able to produce it in its entirety. Uh, point three, um, between one and two years old and, you know, a bit beyond the child experiences real struggle and anger as they start to communicate using words, but perhaps cannot find the right one, or they mispronounce it. And so it causes them to be misunderstood. All right, so perhaps they invert words, they use portmanteaus, or they might, you know, sort of contract a sentence, you know, rather than, you know, let's go for a walk, you know, they'll say go, you know, they might not even realize that you know we put emphasis on walk because you know all they hear is the phrase let's go for a walk um, point four 
The child's sense of order is very sensitive during this state of confusion as they are acquiring understanding and the mechanical ability to produce language. So they really appreciate things like, you know, routine, um, things belonging in certain places in the home, you know, structure and order. Um, Maria Montessori uses the example where there is a group of adults talking outside and there's a baby in a stroller and the baby is crying, not because they have like a physical need or something like that. It's because the adult, one of the adults, is wearing a coat on his shoulders rather than, you know, wearing a coat properly. And it's disrupting this child's sense of order. You know, it doesn't fit. And so that's why the child cries. Um, the fifth point is that in order to make progress in speech, for example, enunciation, you know, mastery of grammar, the child benefits greatly from listening to people using speech perfectly. You know, and being spoken to um, in a way where the adult uses speech perfectly. Um, repeating baby talk is to offer a broken model. You know, and yes, we have our, our cute words and nicknames, but to constantly, you know, repeat the words, uh, you know, a two-year-old is saying um, is not helping them, right? We need to order, sorry, we need to model language perfectly and then the child will absorb it. So some useful quotations. Um, so the child is in need of a teacher to enunciate the words for him very distinctly. And I think this really um, taps into the role of the educator where if anything, we kind of over enunciate words for the children so that they can hear every syllable. Even as I'm speaking now, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really doing that because I'm speaking for an adult audience. Um, another quotation, only human speech had any power to stir him. You know, isn't that absolutely fascinating, the way the a young child will not try and replicate every sound he hears. The sounds he seeks to replicate is the language spoken around him. It's fascinating. And the last quotation, it is the struggle of consciousness against the machine. And, you know, this refers to the anger a child can feel when he is, you know, searching for the right word to communicate and either can't find it or can't say it properly and it's like his machinery is not cooperating with him and it causes real anger you know I think that can help us as adults with our empathy um, for these children you know when they're angry it's not that they're trying to give us a hard time it's that they are having a hard time well, thank you for listening and I will see you tomorrow for chapter 12.